What a good uh, evening. Why am I saying good evening? Hello, everybody. It's great to be here to talk about cybersecurity. And on today's action-packed show, we'll be talking about fraud losses, hackers using a wiper, insider attacks, anchor making a confession. And it's not about Eric, but it is about the pooping perpetrator. All that and more coming on today. Welcome to The Jarek Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Krohn. Timely topics, poorly presented. So, just before we start, I, 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 you know, like everybody and their dog, um, I, I was just playing around with ChatGPT before starting, and I said to ChatGPT, uh, <laughs> write me a two-minute roast of Eric Krohn. And uh, it is not good <laughs> it's really bad but i just thought for for entertainment say you may think eric crone you may think you're a big shot but you're really just a small fry <laughs> you're so forgettable you're like a grain of salt in the desert this is just so original okay anyway let's bring our grain of salt into this show mr crone how are you doing i'm uh i'm doing okay but you'll notice that my title says lead podcaster Wow. Do you know why it says that? Because there's a new um, there's a new feature available on the platform we're using where you can add a subtitle to that. And I showed up with more than two minutes before the show is going to start. Two minutes is a long time. There's more than <laughs> enough time. Yeah, like when you're underwater. So many things can happen in two minutes. Exactly when you're underwater, when you're like, you know, when you're stressed out, when the plane door's about to close. Y'all just don't even know the anxiety I have when Javad does this to me on Fridays. Like we're, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go get a coffee. <laughs> what? Wait, what? which I did, which I did. <laughs> oh, God, man, you're, you're just killing me, chill, Smalls. Chill out. You know, it's 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 so bad. Like I have to. It's forced me to be so original with my excuses as to why I'm turning up late. Before, it's like, oh, I was on the other side. There's a line at the coffee machine, or I thought it was in that meeting room. Now it's like literally you're sat at home and you got these, uh, you just got to click on a link. And so this technically shouldn't be a reason for being late. But, you know, I just like the drama. Come on. <laughs> I, like, I like giving you anxiety. You, you know, know what? It's my objective for the year to have you on meds by the end of it. If I don't do that, then I failed. Well, on a serious note, though, um, I'm actually really liking what you're doing behind you um, with your lighting, with the uh, with the plaques and stuff up there. And, and I mentioned this the other day, but every time I see this now, I mean, you're really kind of up in the game. If, if we go back to earlier episodes and see <laughs> what it looked like, um, it, it's really making some improvements, man. And, and I'm serious kudos on that. Why, thank you. It feels really weird you complimenting me. It's, um, you know, because I remember you all the time saying how my whiteboard was not straight. It's crooked. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> this one kind of looks crooked too, but that could be your camera. I don't know. No, that that's not, you know, what is it? Not everything has to be straight, okay? The only we, thing we, that bugs me here is that, <laughs> that, that big cord running across the bottom of your, uh, yeah, that. Oh, my God. <sighs> Mm. This is so annoying. And okay, I'm not, we don't have time to get into this. But I, I will tell you about this afterwards. I will tell you about this after the show is over. So, anyway, let's jump into the first story of the week. Um, over 
1.9 billion, billion with a B, has been lost to fraud and cybercrime in the last 13 months. And that's only, only in the UK. Well, yeah, that's 3.9 billion of that, your, your pounds. Like, yeah, the yeah. big monies. With, with the with the Tories in power, I'm surprised the number is that low. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Okay, no, uh, just move. But um, it, yeah, it's interesting. Like the the ranking of some of this stuff. Now, you and I, I mean, we live so much in the cybersecurity realm. We, I think, we always put like hacks and and you know cyber stuff all the way up and in, in the very top of what's causing all the problems. But I mean check plastic card and online bank scams like wow yeah it's that's a very very broad like i mean checks are written by people who still use fax machines i think i mean that's the the that's where the venn diagram is but um plastic card even i mean you know it's it's i, I i'll be interested to know what kinds of 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 actually the these are because you know the the cards they 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 have the the chip and pin they they yeah that's supposed secure. to fix all of that right yeah <laughs> and, and now they don't come on embossed with the uh the card numbers because there's no no need for the zip zap machines anymore yep, yep. so um you know the zip zap machine is that what they're called well you know what i mean it's okay so so you know like, like how there was the, the the card number used to be embossed on the card before but what you used to do is before you had these terminals which could automatically validate you used to hand it over to the shopkeeper and they had this machine they used to put the card into and they used to put the the paper on top and then they'd run the 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 zip zap (laughs) 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 i don't know know. it's like a roller and you used to take an imprint off the card and all the details off it on onto the um uh, onto the carbon paper, uh, which is why the CC exists in the emails. It's a carbon copy because you used to put the carbon. <laughs> I sound so old right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do. You absolutely do. See, I, yeah. I mean, forget forget about two, 2000. I think even someone born in the early 1990s, like 91, 92, 93, they would be sitting there thinking, what the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> you know, it reminds me of when my kids, they went into this... Um, it was like a 50s themed diner one time back when we lived in Arizona and uh, they were dropping something off to somebody. So they ran in to give it to him and they came back out and they're like, hey, they have one of those machines in there that plays the really big CDs. And <laughs> I was like, that, that's a record player because uh, <laughs> it's, it's an old time deal, you know, but wow. no, you know, it, it's interesting because like you mentioned with the uh, the chip and pin and stuff, the last time I was in London in the UK, which was ages ago, unfortunately, all my credit cards only had the uh, the mag strip, which we had here in the US. And you guys really didn't. You, y'all were already way ahead of us on that. Right. Yeah. So like I couldn't even buy an Oyster card for the uh, for the underground uh, with my with my credit card. I'm like, this sucks, man. And so I was all happy that we got chip and pin because that was really supposed to make a difference. Yet it seems like there's still a whole lot of stuff going on on that side. Mm. There is apparently. But it's interesting. There's lots of but when you scroll down, there's lots of yeah. these. Delivery scams, phishing attack, attacks, 
energy bill refunds, which like again a lot of smishing as part of this took yeah. place. Purchase scams. Oh, friend in need scams. Friend in need. Friend yeah. in need. Yes, this is this is why I have no friends. So you can't <laughs> don't have friends. You can't get scammed. Hey, one uh, of my team leads when I was with the army, um, we got an email from him saying he was stuck in actually I think in the UK and uh, had his wallet stolen, needed money to get home. So. You know, we we took up a collection, and uh, the the fifty two cents we got didn't get him very far, and he wasn't exactly thrilled that that's all we were willing to throw in, you know. But you know, these things. But yeah. I mean, those have been around for a long time. That was that was a while back, and yet here they are, still making the lists, um, and still happening out there. It's amazing to me. It is. It is indeed, indeed. So what what I I couldn't find. Um... was what the sources of this figure came from like you know it's uh it's in know, the story it, somewhere i think yeah oh well anyway interesting story small things add up to make uh big impacts that that i think that's the moral of the story you still have a lot yeah. of these scams that we, we we often overlook because they're they're small fryer they've been going on for ages but you know little things uh do make a difference Speaking oh, of little God. things. Now, now I threw this in there because I just thought this is perfect because it's Florida. Go and on Florida, man. Hooping perpetrator, right? I, I don't hear names for things like this, but it, it kind of, you know, it kind of throws me back to the uh, Home Alone, the original Home Alone. Remember yeah, yeah, like yeah. The wet bandits, That's their, their calling card was filling up the sinks and flooding it. You know, the one guy thought he was real cool. Um, this guy apparently broke into like restaurants and stuff um, and um, kind of like pooped on the floor before heading out. That that was his calling card, which is, I don't know, man, that's got to be really annoying. I don't know if you've ever had anything stolen from you, um, but it, it's like, it's an angering experience to begin with. Like I've had my car broken into and things stolen out of it yeah. and I was just angry, you know? Um, but then to find out that not only did someone break in, steal your stuff, but they left that in the middle of the floor, man, that is just, uh, that's just wrong. That is wrong. That is wrong. And, and you know what? Most people, <laughs> it's like, it's like you go out in, in, in polite company and most people will be even scared to pass wind. They'll be like, they'll hold that thing in until they're like away from people <laughs> to let one rip. And, and this is just like some next level of like sickness right here. I, I have yeah. no idea what what would possess. Well, Florida, Florida man. I know. I, I really think it's the mosquitoes. They must carry something that makes us all a little crazy here. I mean, it was a couple of days later he got busted jumping into this like river or whatever, butt naked, and uh, that's what got him uh, noticed by the police and eventually arrested for this. I mean, so, so why did you add this story? What's the cyber connection here? Um, there is none. It was just funny because it was Florida. You're such a kid. And it's okay. a rest. I love it. <laughs> Hackers use new swift slicer wiper to destroy, destroy, destroy Windows, Windows domains. domains. Yeah. Uh, okay. This sounds a bit more cybery. It is. Uh, it is. Uh, what's this all about? So this is actually another, um, another story about the Ruskies, our favorite, um, here, mm -hmm. The, uh, the GRU and a group working for them, sending out some stuff that's basically another disc wiper or, you know, it, it, uh, it, it basically goes after Windows domains. I think they were spreading it through 
um, some of the G yeah, the group policy, um, through active directory, through group policy. And, uh, so talk about wanting to, to see a bad thing. Now we talk about ransomware, um, but there's also some of these out there that are just disc wipers. They, they either wipe it or they encrypt the hell out of everything and there's no way to get it back. So this is more of a, this comes back to cyber warfare and mm. what we're seeing in that standpoint, this is targeted, uh, Ukraine, I believe. And it's a fairly new one, um, that they're seeing here, uh, from what I understand, but, uh, yeah, we're, you know, we're in a world now where cyber warfare is, is right alongside the, the kinetic stuff in a lot of ways, shapes and forms. It's not like the old wars where you dig a trench and throw things at each other or whatever, um, yeah, you know? Yeah, no, ev everything is connected. And you know what? You just reminded me, there was a story I was thinking of adding in there and I forgot. Now I can't remember the name, but there's a, a UK based financial institute that was, um, hit by ransomware, I think, this week. Um, and it's it's not actually a, a bank or anything, but it provides the platform through which a lot of the trades occur. So because okay. they were hit, a lot of the big banks couldn't conduct business. So, so it's like a it processing like, center? Yeah, sort of thing? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So it's, while it's like a third-party risk, it's also you don't realize how important or how dependent we are on so many things nowadays because there is no manual backup processes so so from that point of view just even like something like this it's a disruptive thing it just goes in destroys everything and like someone's probably sitting there on their sofa like saying backups you have the backups um yes but it's disruption <laughs> its services are unavailable and you know we all know that you know those uh, don't work all the time yeah, you know, there was a tweet this morning. I'm going to try to find it here real quick if I can. Yeah, Lisa Forte put out there, um, you know, which of the following is the most serious impact felt in the immediate aftermath of a cyber attack? Um, and and it was reputation damage, cost of returning to business as usual, fines or other. And reputation damage and cost of returning to business as usual were topping it at, at about, you know, 45 and 43%. That, that's a pretty significant thing. So the, the returning to business as usual, Eh, you know, and it's a Twitter poll. It's got to be yeah. totally legit on everything, but it, it's got to be totally legit. And you know what? The, the I, I smile because reputational damage is one of those things that, you know, I remember being a consultant and that was sort of like the go-to thing when you can't really think of anything tangible. Well, think of the reputation. Yeah, what will people yeah. think? <laughs> and, you know, if uh, reputational damage was that big a deal, Target wouldn't be around. Home Depot wouldn't be around. Like T-Mobile certainly wouldn't be around yeah. after eight times. You I wouldn't mean, be around. Well, yeah, there's I that mean, like, too. I mean, but seriously, like we we talk about it, like it's this big deal. But sometimes if you look, maybe the stock price drops for about three weeks or two weeks and then boom, it's back to business as usual. They don't, it yeah. doesn't really seem to impact anything in the long term. No, I, I think everyone or most people are accepting of the fact that a breach can occur at any time. It's just like, well, yeah, it's how you respond and how you treat your customers or partners or, or what your capabilities are. I think that that's a lot more, a lot more telling. And we, we've been saying that for, for years. Yeah. So insider, speaking of the man inside, um, <laughs> insider attacks becoming more frequent and difficult to detect. So let's see. Uh, I, I love the first lines on this. Okay. Um, insider threats are top concern. 
only 3% of respondents surveyed are not concerned with insider risk. Okay. So we see this like huge amount of people that are like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I wonder how often it actually really occurs and what damage it really causes. Because ultimately, I mean, we, we've seen some pretty ugly stuff potentially happen with insiders. We saw, if you remember, there was a thing with uh, Tesla where they tried to get somebody to insert a USB drive in one of the, the yep. machines, right? Um, but you really don't hear about that all that much. Um, in my experience, the the malicious insider threat, you know, yes, there's theft, there's fraud, and that does definitely happen. But um, a lot of it is like, uh, I remember salespeople trying to grab like customer lists. So they take it to their next job, right? And they already have a leg up. And we've kind of talked about those things before, but there's a lot of that kind of stuff that happens. Um, but I, I think it's interesting that this many people said that in there because when, I think when we ask people what their top things are and we don't bring that up, I don't think it gets mentioned as much. No, it's a bit like saying like, are you worried about getting hit by a car when crossing the road? You know, when you when you ask you, when you ask me, Sure, it suddenly becomes top of mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm worried. I'm a bit worried about that. But you know, it, everything is a risk. Everything is a worry. Everything is a concern. But then it's like, like you said, like how much are you really going to do? And then, you know, you have controls in place that you know that that are there to mitigate stuff from happening. So, you know, it, as long as it's within the risk appetite, that's uh, it's all good, isn't it? Yeah. And I'd be interested in hearing from any of our listeners on some of the stories that they have about like inside uh, threat, if they can talk about it. One of the things I, re I remember is years ago back in uh, San Francisco, um, the admin, uh, he ended up leaving, left a back door or whatever, but he changed like he had all the passwords to the FiberWAN network. He was the only one yes. that had the the ability to get back in there. It was like it was one of those situations where someone goes, oh, there's a problem there. Oh, that's Bob. Bob's the guy. And then Bob was no longer there. I think he may have been terminated and nobody could get back into anything. And he held he held the the passwords and stuff ransom for a while and uh, ended up, you know, the courts did not appreciate that. Um, but it's, you know, that's insider threat, too, is that that one off type of stuff. It does happen. It does. It does. And and I think what what we got to like like you you mentioned the word like malicious insider and i think this is where some people don't differentiate well enough like there's malicious insiders which have a plan and they go in and then a lot of the time it's just non-malicious people are just like a bit lazy they they make a mistake you know they're meant to be working but they look over and their couch looks really comfortable on a friday <laughs> afternoon say okay let's live leave the cat to press the button on the keyboard and i'll go <laughs> lie down for a while activate and, the know, mouse wiggler right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so you know, it's it's it, it, that that kind of stuff happens, and then there there are times when people become actual, I say malicious. A lot of the times, especially like when when you see like you know you've seen people joke, I say joke about it, and I'm not sure where say like, hey, I learned how to do this, and now because I'm working remotely, I actually have 20 jobs, uh, and I, each job only each each employer only takes like you know whatever this much hours to do a day because they've automated stuff or what have you. And that's wrong because it violates a lot of the policies, but it's not like they're not trying to cause harm to the organization. A lot of times they're just trying to make some extra money or give a bit of security and what yeah. have you. Yeah. Ask me about my side hustle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 
it's skimming half cents off of every transaction, right? Yeah, Office yeah. space. No, I, I've seen your your side hustle, your 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 tractor videos and stuff oh, that, I, that you've been yeah. posting online. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's such an interesting uh, project. Uh, it's not, yes. no, not to anyone else other than no. you. But okay, and hillbillies <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh, what's this? You added a story. You came up I with something did. this week. I'm proud. I've bought something this week. Actually, this is did a story <laughs> I covered when, uh, well, we covered in the morning when I recorded the Host Unknown podcast. And um, Tom and Andy, they always watch it, this show later and they're like, ah, oh, you keep on ripping off stories. And I said, no, it's a timely topic. Now I'm just going <laughs> to poorly present it in this, this afternoon. Oh, uh, yeah. So Anchor, they have, uh, you know, they're famous for their electronic products their chargers yeah. their cables and everything I, I actually really like them for like their their little uh, usb power bricks and stuff like they're, that they're fantastic. fantastic they they are really good and their cables are solid and and what have you and they do the cctv cameras and they done a bit of an oopsie where they they let it um uh they you could access it online unencrypted and see people's security feeds and okay Stuff happens. People leave stuff exposed all the time. What was really bad was how they actually responded to it. So first they they said, no, this is wrong. Um, then they ignored them. Then they said it's impossible. Then they said, oh, it's not really happened. Then it's like, oh, yes, it did happen. It was an error. But only 1% of our global customer base actually used the web interface, to which you think, well, yeah, but every hacker out there is going to use it, right. <laughs> <laughs> regardless of whether your customers actually use it. So it was a, a, uh, a masterclass in how not to respond to getting told off like yeah. there, there, there's these vulnerabilities and, and what have you. Um, much to their credit, I'd suppose, uh, they, they have then come back after. There's been a long period and the journalists really kept on top of it. But they did say, look, okay, we 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 apologize. We didn't respond to this properly the first time, which is probably their way of saying the intern received the first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blame it on the intern. But they went through and they they said, like, we've made the updates, we pushed the updates to all the cameras, so now they won't use the unencrypted. I, you know, I, I don't we we've we've hired a third party to come in and help audit this all, you know, so it's probably Mandian or Bruce Schneier. I don't know. Pick your now point. that we're busted. Yes. <laughs> we've decided to go ahead and this, this seems to be a problem. Now we're going to go ahead and do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is what, if they'd started with this, like saying, thanks for bringing this to our attention. We're going to look into it, issue a patch, yeah. call it. Then you say cool response. But you know, I, I think, you know, you can't get away with ignoring these sorts of issues these days, especially when you're dealing with, uh, you know, people's privacy and and yeah. you know live feeds of their cameras of course that's not to say all the cheap crap you buy off aliexpress is going to be secure but this is like a known brand you you expect them yeah. to be a lot better so, so uh, yeah interestingly enough i mean people put these things in all the time right so um they're inexpensive they're easy to set up and all that with these cameras so we see so many more cameras in homes these days than we used to um unfortunately most of these now are connecting to web services. They have to connect to web services. And this is kind of 
becoming a problem, right? So there was a uh, there was a brand, and I'll try to remember the name of it. Super popular on Amazon for a while for their little indoor cameras. They were like twenty bucks. Um, video was fantastic. I knew some people that did fostering, right? So foster kids. So when you do that, you got cameras like every six inches in your house because if anyone ever comes back and accuses you of anything, um, then you can cover your bases, right? Oh, it was Yi, Y-I, Yi cameras. Mm. So all of these things got out everywhere. And then they pushed a change to their terms of services that said you have to use our web stuff now. And we have the right to view it anytime. What do you do when these things are already in people's homes, right? If you don't accept that, these are now useless. And it was a very sneaky way of doing that. And we got to watch that kind of stuff. Now, I use uh, cameras around my house, actually. Um, the ones I use are, are a brand called Dahua, or Dahua. And they are known to perhaps sometimes call back to China. Mm -hmm. So I have them on the isolated network and I use what's called blue iris as a, as an interface point. So they can't get to the internet. I feel better about that. The problem is a lot of people don't, they pick these things up off eBay. Even if they spend a yeah. hundred bucks on a known brand, these things are sometimes going, Hey, check this out, you know? And I don't know what we're going to do about this on the consumer side, to be honest with you. It's really frustrating to see this kind of stuff happening. It is. It is. And this is the, this is the thing. It's like, you know, you, we've seen these issues with John Deere, like you buy the tractor, but you're leasing the software. Uh, we saw it with Sonos, the, the, the like forced redundancy uh, of, of the, uh, of the products, you know, they, they won't be supported after a period of time, you know, and, and I suppose, you know, you can just change the terms of services anytime. Yeah. And like, you know, I mean, I could just say right now, Oh, Terms of services updated. Eric is no longer needed. And just like that, we can uh, get rid of him. So with that, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us, our lovely listeners. You know, um, I appreciate you so much. And thank you for listening. So until next week, Stacey Kilmer.